You're listening to SM Media, the number one place for exclusive content. Hi everyone and welcome to our latest episode of Daily Euro 2020 Reviews. I'm Scott McPie, delighted to be your host as always. A special panel tonight, John Parts with us. John, how are we? Hi, all good mate, same old. Brilliant. We've got a special guest as well. We're joined by Robert Watson, Hamilton Aki's coach. Robert, pleasure to welcome you on the show. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, good to be here. Thanks for having me on. Brilliant. What's what's me us basically now knowing what Scotland need to do, Parky? One and just, through. Just watched the Belgium game, Finland. A lot of people criticised them through it. Not criticised them, but I think a lot of people expected more than what they showed. But I thought they were excellent for their first tournament. Again, for the first 60 minutes tonight. I thought they were brilliant, but aye, it gives us a wee bit of hope going into tomorrow night. But no, we'll make it. A, we'll make it hard, no doubt. Definitely, Robert. Obviously, we know now it's a win that Scotland need. One win, and they're through the last 16. How's the nerves? Uh, I've been kind of going back and forth with it all day. Uh, I think the Patriot in me says absolutely, we're going to do it, no problem. We're going to turn up. We're going to do it for everyone. And then the coach in real list in me says it's going to be a very, very tough game. I mean, Croatia are still a good side. Uh, but I think that it's really clear what we need to do, and that maybe helps the players. It's not no if, buts, or maybes. We might need to do this or this might or that. Just win the game and they're through. And I think that clarity is, is really going to help the players and, and the staff tomorrow. Definitely. We're going to preview tomorrow night's games, but we're going to focus right now on the games that took place today. We'll start off with Group B, which has just concluded Belgium are through with nine points. So two, I go for Thomas O'Malley and Romelu Lukaku. I've seen Belgium progress with nine points. Parky, they look pretty good going into the knockout stage, don't they? I think I think they were they were always in control again the night. Um, Finland they, they sat in they were quite compact, but I think when it push came to shove, they just needed to kind of fight that switch and they were in. I don't even think they were out of first gear to be honest with you. Look at some of the changes and stuff they made as well. It doesn't weaken the team at all. Um, some of the players that come in just feel international. They have been internationals for the last ten years. Some of the boys and I know they, they look good. They do. They look good. Definitely, Robert. What's your thoughts in Belgium? Were you impressed with them tonight again? Yeah, uh, very good. I think the fact they've obviously brought in De Bruyne, uh, Axel Witzel came into the team. I think that was his first game in either a Belgium or a Dortmund shirt since January. His first start. Yeah. And it's come in and it's strengthened the team. I think that, uh, you know, John, I think you're totally right. I think they were second gear and when they needed to step up and do something, they just went through. I, I think they look really good. And a few people said before the tournament, this was a coming of age time for them. Uh, and I think, yeah, I think they will be there come the, kind of when push comes to shove, I think it'll be a very hard side to beat for any other team in this competition. Definitely. We'll touch on the team that finished second as well. Denmark secured their, the second place with a 4 1 1 over Russia and Copenhagen. Robert, I think we all wanted to see a Denmark win, but how good is it to see them through? Uh, it's just the mental strength of the players uh, to come through everything that they've done in the last 10 days, the, even just everything surrounding it to, to come play so well in the last game against Belgium and you know lose the game and then to have the strength to come and win 4 1 tonight. Uh, I'm just I'm delighted for them. I think they're probably going to be everyone's second team in this tournament, and uh, their supporters were absolutely magnificent as well. I think Parkin would have been the place to be tonight if you could have had a ticket for that. Uh, absolutely delighted that they're through, and uh, hopefully they can go far because they've been just everything surrounding them. You just want to see them do well at the moment. 
definitely. Parky, what's your thoughts on Denmark? I think after the first game, it, that tournament could have been a complete write-off for them, mate, but it just shows you the strength of the players. And I think, I know we keep touching on it, mate, with no fans in the stadium, but I didn't see much of the game. I, I was just obviously the highlights in between when the goals went in, but just see just having a full house, it, it helps anybody. Um, and again, that kind of, kind of goes across to the Hungary game against France. Um, nobody would have gave Hungary a chance to pick up in against them and just having fans in it just it makes it a whole lot a whole lot better experience but I tell you what I saw someone putting there on Twitter and Facebook earlier that the Danes are 66 to 1 still um, to win the tournament stranger things have happened um, they're through it's knockout football now with the fans back I don't know I don't know where the knockout games and that will be I've not really looked into it as much as that but they could be a hard team to beat. They've got a lot of good players and they do play well as a team. I think they've got an, they've got an experienced back line and embrace it. They've got you know they've got a good forward. You know he's, he's not been at Barcelona for nothing. I think uh, he played well against Belgium. I didn't see all of the game tonight, but uh, even guys like uh, Christensen who scored uh, it was an absolute rocket that he scored. Guys like that in the team they've. And they've got one of the best goalkeepers around as well. And if you've got a great goalkeeper, you've got a chance, I think, because that's you know he's someone that can keep them in a game when they need to be kept in a game, and if they've got and shows real leadership across them as well. Yeah, Denmark obviously go to they play Wales in the next round. Parky, who's the edger? Do you think Denmark or Wales? Mate, before the tournament, I wrote Wales off completely. Um, and the last, I, I know Italy. Italy dominated the game all night there and they were expected to do so at home but I just think tournament football suits Wales down to a tee as soon as it gets to tournament football well that, they're quite very streetwise there's not a lot of big major European names now apart from maybe Ramsey Bale you could maybe throw James in there being for uh, Man United but I think that game could go either way to be honest um, I think in the bookies paper favourites will probably be Denmark just with a wee bit of momentum and stuff they've got, but that game could go either way. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't fancy betting on that game to say the least. Yeah, definitely. Robert, what's your thoughts on that? Who do you who do you see progressing to the quarterfinal? I think I think with Wales, I think they're they're well organised and they know that ultimately they're waiting to get that moment where they can get Bale or Ramsey, you know, into a, into a position where they can really make a chance. And obviously the the big centre forwards done done well and. Uh, it's a really tough one to call. I think uh, I think that would be one I would be saying maybe got an extra time on it. I think that one could go the distance. I think they're going to be fairly evenly matched and it's going to be down to whether Wales can keep Braithwaite quiet and whether maybe Denmark can keep Bale quiet. Uh, yeah. They're the two players that I think are going to have the biggest influence on that game. Yeah, definitely. We'll mention third place. Finland look as if they've clinched third place. Whether they go through or not, it's a different thing. It'll need to go really... It'll need to go in their favour. Parker, you've said there about Finland, you feel as if they've, they've maybe been unlucky not to progress fully, but what's have been your thoughts on Finland? I thought they, I thought they were excellent. For, no, nobody expected them to do anything. Um, again, people say I'm a bit biased, but again, you watch Kamara again tonight. At times, he, he just gets through games and just watched him against Hazard, eh, Hazard, De Bruyne and stuff. He eases through games. I think the commentators, it's, it's kind of took until the last game for the commentators to kind of notice them a wee bit. They, they kept talking about Pookie um, throughout the tournament. And I think two or three times Kamara was mentioned tonight about maybe a big move. Um, but no, I, th- I thought they'd done well. It's their first tournament. 
Um, they could have went in there, mate, and been whitewashed every game. And they gave themselves a wee chance going into the last game tonight. And that's probably all they could ask for. I think you could see with the players' reaction at the start of the game as well. Um, you saw some of the players and the, the anthem and stuff, and it it was like a, it was a, like a junior team at times. Some of the players were laughing into the stands, and I think that just shows you how well respected they've been as a their nation. Um, and I think I think the kind of Russians kind of took them as well. I think just because of the whole underdog, but no, three points might be enough. I, I, I highly doubt doubt it. Um, but you never know. I, I thought they'd done really well. Yeah, definitely. Robert, Russia had obviously been eliminated. It's kind of been the first game that's kind of killed it for them, isn't it? The 3 0 defeat to Belgium. Yeah, I think they were, they were forever chasing themselves there. But they just, as a team, you know, I think Finland were maybe the team people looked at in this group and thought inexperienced first tournament. Uh, but I think Russia have been, have been pretty poor, to be honest. And I think, as a kind of sadly, almost as a footballing nation, they seem to have been on a sort of ever dwindling spiral since hosting the World Cup and they had that really good side and got into the knockout stages of the World Cup but they just seem to struggle. Some of their better, better players are older and just doesn't really seem to be anything coming through. There's not many household names. I think there's a big lack of investment across Russian football as well. So, uh, delighted for Finland. Uh, you know, I think, uh, like you said there, John, I think they get into the last game being in with a shout, still being in it. Possibly, they may probably need a, a huge a huge swing in other games and other groups to stay in it. But to pick up a win in your first tournament under difficult circumstances in the Denmark game, uh, and, and, you know, like you said, being a chance in the last game, I think that they'll look at that as a sort of, as a job done and a good experience. And hopefully they'll be looking to World Cup and use that experience to, to qualify for the next major tournament. Definitely. We'll move into the games before that, the two places in Group C. Netherlands got their ninth, their, ninth, their third one in a row. They had nine points. Depay got the first, and then Ronaldo with a double against a 3 0 win against North Macedonia, who are out. Parquet, what do you think of this Dutch team? Are they good enough to, to cause a start in this tournament? They've, they've done well in the group. You'd have asked me before the tournament, the friendly game against Scotland, I, would, I wouldn't have gave them a, a chance. But again, the, the whole home advantage, when they're three. They're three games, or group games at home. They're obviously they're hard to beat at home, and I think the thing that might catch up on them again, it's any team's difficult is, is their defence. Um, I think they've they've done well enough, but they did leak chances again early on in the game. Um, the day, I mean, Bandit, they get the goal disallowed, which was inches, and then they hit the post again. So some of these bigger nations, like so Belgium, France. You can even throw England in there. These teams get these chances, they'll, they'll finish them. Um, but, I mean, you can't count them out. Um, they've got good players. I think the pie's been excellent, to be honest, um, watching them. Um, but no, I, I wouldn't count them out. Robert, I what think do you think of Holland? Well, there's teams now that, when it gets to the last group games, teams that you didn't give a chance at the start of the tournament. Two games, obviously, tournament football. A lot of these teams have they're known to play in these big obviously tournaments. Holland's kind of Holland missed out obviously last tournament. But these boys are all playing at the top level. And like Sir um Wijnaldum, he's chipping in with goals as well, um, which is key. Um, because previously I don't think Holland were doing that for midfield. I think they were quite reliable up top, but I would I wouldn't rule the Dutch out. Robert Jr. and Aldum's obviously his third goal of the tournament. He's been kind of quite the kind of driving force of this Dutch team at times, hasn't he? He's been the kind of leader there. 
obviously going to go on and play for PSG in this next season. He's still doing it anyway, Naldo. As crazy as it, is, as it sounds, I think he flew under the radar a little bit at Liverpool with how good their front three is. I think he's a he's a fabulous player. When he was at, I, I saw him went down to see Newcastle a few years ago when he was still there, and he almost played like a number ten, and he was brilliant. So I wasn't surprised that he went to Liverpool, and I'm I'm not surprised that he's now gone to PSG. Uh, but I think what what the Dutch have got is momentum. They've got a very good forward line, but I, against the better teams, they're going to need to score three or four goals to win the game because I'm not convinced they'll, uh, they won't concede enough chances. It was interesting, Nigel Jong on, on TV was talking about he feels they can you know, get together and they can put up a defensive performance if they need it. I don't think they've really shown that so far. However, I also think they've not really needed to because they have blown away the other three teams. So they're going to be really interesting in the next round with who they get. What I would say, the, the thing I really loved today was uh, was the Macedonians clapping Pandev off. He's been yeah, such a over the years and the little guard honour they got. It was great and it was a guy who's just been a wonderful player uh, playing his last game. It was great to see that. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'll be tuning into the Dutch definitely in the, in the knockouts. I think they're going to be a great great value for watching. It's looking likely, apart unless I can have something hap- something happens, it's looking likely that the Netherlands could be the, the team that the third place team in Group D play, which could obviously be Scotland if they win tomorrow. Parky, what do we think of this hot this Dutch team? Are they good enough to go and win it? Um difficult to comment. I think they've got experience, mate, already depart. Even the young boys that's playing with them at the minute. They're playing at the highest level. Um, I think the strange thing for me, a couple of the games I watched in the group stage, was they seemed to make the same substitution. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the, the first two games, it didn't really matter the way the game was going. I think they took Daily Blind off and they took the, the boy at left back off and just made two straight swaps. And I think after they'd done that, the first game, it seemed to me that's the game when Ukraine started coming back into it. Um, and I don't know if that's just because of the ages that where he can't last the pace, but if these boys are starting in big international games, you would like to think that these subs wouldn't happen to knock out football. And I think if it does, I think your better teams will just pick them off. But again, if that is if that is who we get by finishing third, either a good side, but the way we are set up at the moment, if we get through, it wouldn't be the worst draw, I wouldn't say. Definitely. Austria have secured their place in the last 16. They will play Italy at Wembley. And Baumgartner get the goal for Austria. Robert, what did we think of, of this result? Were you surprised that Austria won this game? Uh, I think they've got a number of players playing in Bundesliga 1. Uh, I think they're almost like a Bundesliga select at times. You know, the amount of players they've actually got playing in Germany at the moment. Uh, obviously, probably people over here know Arnautovic best from his uh, spells at West Ham. And he's a, he's a very capable striker and he can be a handful. Quite a, obviously quite a spiky character as well. He can really rub defenders up the wrong way. Uh, I can't I can't see past Italy. I think Italy have been you know one of the best teams so far. Very controlled in all the games they've played in. Uh, very well coached. Got very experienced manager. Uh, I, I just I'm maybe not surprised. I think they've got good players, but I think maybe the last sixteen will be their sort of their glass ceiling. I, I just can't see them getting the better of what is a pretty good Italy side. Yeah. What do you think, John, about Austria against Italy? Do you give them much a shout? No, I think I think that the Italians will win that quite comfy. Um 
they've got quality around the park now. Anybody they bring on, a player that I couldn't believe the first couple of games, not that I've saw much at, like, even in the qualifiers, Chiesa for Juventus. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't believe the guy was sitting on the bench. And if they if they can leave a guy like that sitting on the bench, then um, you're obviously in a good place. Yeah, definitely. I think I think as well, Austria, the, they weren't great against Holland, but they're good. They're obviously, they've got talent in the parts. So that's as a good player. Alaba can do it all. Baumgartner's a player that's really took to me when he's been coming through at Salzburg. But we'll, we'll touch a bit on the other games tomorrow. Obviously, we've got a big one that I think we've all got an invested interest in. First of all, obviously, we know the news about Billy Gilmer. Robert, how big a mess is Billy Gilmer going to be tomorrow? Uh, massive. Uh, I thought he was the best player in the park on Friday night. He was he was brilliant. And I, it, gives, it gives Steve Clark a couple of big decisions. Uh, does he move McTominay back into midfield and bring, say, Henry or something like that back in? Does he bring Stuart Armstrong in uh, and McGregor plays a sitting role and he maybe goes with two behind the two strikers? So, you know, for me personally, I don't think we should change a back three. I think McTominay, Hanley and Tierney is our best back three and it gets two players who can bring the ball out of defence, which I think we've really lacked in the first game. And as a result, played a lot of played a lot of diagonals over to Stephen O'Donnell and although I don't think he played well against the Czechs, I also don't think we really helped him out either, you know we're right. giving him something he could work with it was flick it on and, you know let's see what we can do from there uh, for me, I think it's Armstrong comes in, we play with McGregor as a sitter, uh, because ultimately we need to win the game uh, and I think it's just the rest of the team sort of stays the same, but my biggest thing is where are we going to get a goal? I think we've created a couple of good chances. I think Dykes had to score against the Czechs. Uh, but then, our, you know, our best chance at the, against England's probably fallen to O'Donnell. Ultimately, I just I worry where we're going to get a goal. And if we go a goal down, I just don't see is scoring two goals to turn it around. So I think it could be quite an every one. I think it could come down to something like set pieces. But... The Croats are a good side, but they're not the side to wear either. Uh, if we can get a hold of Modric, if we can nullify that, then I don't see why we can't, even if it's a case of grinding our way to the result, I don't see why we can't do it. But I don't think it's a totally given either. John, what do we think about the Gilmer mess? How big is he going to be in your opinion? Huge. I think everybody do that for day one, I think. A wee bit of naivety, I think, maybe for Steve Clark in the first game. Um, we've, we've never been there before for a long time. I think, obviously, you can see why he went with the, the trial and trusted who got, his, who got his there. But when you watch the boys' performance at Wembley the other night, it, it looks as if he's been playing at that level for the last five, ten years. It's, it's scary. Um, and I think, as well, that's the English pundits. Although he plays down south, I think they all kind of stood up and kind of realised that how big a talent he really is. Um, I know he's not had a lot of game time with Chelsea, but when you watch him in some of the League Cup games, even some of the games at the end of the season in the Premier League, he didn't look out of place. The game that he had against Man City, I think Chelsea actually won that night. He was excellent. Um, but he has a, a huge miss. But the thing is, I would probably normally I worried about that, but I still think there is players that are capable of coming in. Um I'm the same. I don't think we should change McTominay uh, for defence um, because it looked settled the other night. But I, I, I'm the same. I just I kind of worry where the goals come from. We do play with it. I think we'll go again a front two. I don't think much will change system-wise or shape-wise, but 
it is a worry where the goals come from. Um, and if Croatia, if Croatia goes in front, are we good enough to score two goals? Um, I don't know if we are. I think if Croatia go in front, they've got the players that's been there and they've done it again at tournament football. They know, they'll probably know how to see a game out. Kovacic, Modric. I think where the game could be won for us is down the, um, down the wings. I don't think we'll play with any, um, wingers, but I think the two Croatian fullbacks are there to be got at. Um, and again, I know he's not been everybody's cup of tea and he's had a poor, poor, poor season for Celtic. But I wouldn't be surprised to see Christie coming back in tomorrow night at home. I don't, um, if, again, if he's fat, I don't know if he is. But I just think that the game over in Serbia, with him and McGinn, in behind Dykes, I thought they gave us a lot of energy. And I think Christie will give you that. And he is one of the players where you've sought Hamden, he's capable of doing it. He's done it in a Celtic jersey at Hamden. He knows how to score a goal. I think Armstrong, he'll do it. He, can, he does the nitty gritty things and he can link up He can link up well, but does he have that final cutting edge that maybe Christie does have? And I know that a lot of Scotland fans wouldn't even be in the equation of throwing him in there, but if, I don't know if he's fit. I don't know if he'll be if he'll be in the reckoning, but I would maybe throw Christie in. Um, at the end of the day, we need to win. Aye. There's nothing worse coming off the park the morning night with regrets. Because as a nation... Uh, you know that's going to happen. We'll end up coming off the morning night with regrets because we've not had a goal the same as what we probably could have at times in the Czech game. I think the morning night, as a fan base, as a country, we would appreciate it more. If I, you don't want to lose the game straight away in the early stages, but at least have a go. I think if we've got, if I say just for you know argument's sake, if it's Armstrong McGinn as a two with McGregor one sitter and McGregor, I think then you're really looking for. I think I'm I'm stronger. Christy, whoever it might be, really need to go and create 2v1s with, yeah. with the wing back or with one of the strikers against the fullbacks. And you know, I think I agree. I think that's an area that we can get at. We look at the the check, although it was a penalty, it came from crosses, they got a lot of crosses into the box. And I think that's something we need to do. And I think it was read today that Dykes has won like he's in the top four in terms of winning headers uh, in the competition so far. I think Hanley's, I think Hanley's like second or one. I think he's one of the highest. Was Dykes not actually possibly the top? Was he no number yeah, one? Yeah. I think he might have been number one. Yeah, so that was going about Twitter. So I think, you know, that that is his game, that suits, and it might just be with, with two higher rather than one. We might just get second ball around about the edge of the box and actually be a bit more aggressive. The other thing I don't think it will happen is maybe looking at someone like Nathan Patterson, who will naturally play higher up from wing back and be more aggressive and has got a bit more quality in the final third than Stephen O'Donnell has. But again, I think Stephen O'Donnell played so well on Friday that he doesn't necessarily need to be dropped. It's maybe a tactical decision without Gilmore now. So that's maybe a couple of the things that are that Clark's been thinking about today. and Either way, I, I think we can go and win the game. It's going to be hard, and I don't think it's going to be pretty. But, you know, I'll, I'll take one nothing. Ultimately, it just needs to be a win. Let's go with, let's go with final predictions. Robert, what we go for tomorrow? Scotland versus Croatia, Hamden Park, 12,500 fans. What do we think the score's going to be? Our record's good against Croatia. I, think, I don't think we've ever lost a competitive game against them. Home advantage, I think, needs to count. Uh, I'm going to go for a Scotland one nothing win. Give us a goal scorer. Uh, John McGinn. John McGinn. I'm matching you with that. I'm going 1-0 John McGinn. John, what are we going for? Going for a bullet head on the 95th minute for Grant Hamley. 1-0. Take that. Take that all day long. He's flying everywhere. 
<laughs> it's going to be interesting. It's going to be one of the biggest games probably in my lifetime. Scott of supporting Scotland. England play Czech Republic at Wembley. John, this this England team are needing a big performance. Do we, we think? But will there be a part of them be wanting to finish second? Don't think so, mate. I think I think the pressure's on, mate, for the English public and the media. I don't think they can afford to. It's difficult because you shouldn't be getting into a tournament as professional footballers. And I don't think they will, mate. I think they've got England's got to go and put a performance on tomorrow. I think England's got to go and at least score two or three goals tomorrow night. And I think they're quite capable of doing that against the Czechs. Um, but I think he'll make changes as well. I think he was quite. I think it was quite strange what he said about the boy Sancho trying to protect him a bit. The inexperience. The guys playing Bundesliga, the boys playing Bundesliga football and Champions League football. Um, I think at times they just become a wee bit too predictable now, England. Um, they are very reliant on Kane, uh, which is inevitable. But I think the other night, uh, even with 15, 20 minutes to go, you could probably have feared an onslaught, if anything. I thought we could probably have went and nicked it. And if teams start getting that wee bit of belief at Wembley, like even the Czechs tomorrow, if England don't dominate early doors and the fans start getting on their back, I don't know if that the team are capable of, of pulling off. I just think their, their midfield's nowhere near good enough. I mean, the boy Rice gets topped up for West Ham. I just I just don't see where it, where it comes from. I think there's better players. Grealish sitting on the bench. I think he'll play tomorrow, but um, I think maybe... Southgate could be the one that, that does blow it um, with his selections. Um, but it'll be interesting to see what happens at Wembley tomorrow. The Czechs going out, if the Czechs go in front, um, it could be very, very interesting. England are, secu- England are definitely through, so are Czech Republic. They both managed to get through no matter what happens tomorrow. England will, Robert, England will be looking for a big performance. If you were Gareth Southgate, what changes would you make? Uh, I think for me, Southgate is in a, in a strange position. He's probably got too much to choose from. Yeah, yeah I think yeah. we saw that in his selection, the amount of right-backs he put. I, I think he really struggles just to make ruthless, clear decisions. I think uh, we look onto the continent, we see guys like Mancini, they've just made decisions based on what do I need to win the tournament. Mm-hmm. And I think that's Southgate's perhaps inexperience as an international manager. Uh, you know, they, they bring this little crest of a wave from they did well at the World Cup. I just can't believe Grealish kind of getting that team. I, I just, I think he's wonderful and I think he's unpredictable and I think that when you look at Foden and Sterling, they're, they're similar and you kind of know what they're going to do and I just think Grealish has that ability in tight games against tight defences. He can stand a player up and just drift in. He can, he can go and create little 2v1s where he wants. He can go and just wander off and be difficult to mark and just pick up the balls in areas where you wouldn't expect, you know, a forward player to pick up. And for me, that's what they needed and that's, that was a change that should have happened against Scotland. And I, I agree entirely that bar them, bar that 15-minute spell at the start where we were a bit hectic, once we settled down, David Marshall's had one 25-yard shot to turn around the post, which you would expect David Marshall to make. Other than that, and a scramble in the 92nd minute, they, they've not really created anything. And we did create the better you know, half chances if you want. Uh, so I think it's a big game. I think they need to win tomorrow. I think they could. the public could be really on their back if they don't win. Uh, so I would, for me, I would be bringing Grealish in and, and Sancho, I agree. I watch a lot of Bundesliga football. I just, I can't see, again, I can't see why he's not on the team. I think 
he almost whether Southgate just feels pressure because of all the hype around about Rice and, and Foden and Sterling they have to pick them you're mentioning, you're mentioning there about you obviously watch the Bundesliga is, Bell, is this a game for Jude Bellingham? Yeah, I think, again, he's done really well, but I think for me, Sancho gets to know the head of yeah. Bellingham at the moment. I think Bellingham's a little bit raw. I think Sancho's had that extra time in the league playing playing uh, playing first-team football with a very, very good Dortmund side. Uh, I just, you know, they've got Kane up front, but they barely put a ball in the box. Just get the ball in the box to Kane. You know, they want to be this little... So I'm not actually sure that Foden and... You know, Sterling are maybe the right players necessarily to play with Kane. So, do you actually maybe need, I hate the term, but a more false, someone who'll come short more often and allow them to go behind? Uh, so, I, I just don't think they have a, a great balance. Uh, so, I, I mean, I could, I could see a draw tomorrow. I could really see a draw tomorrow, right? I think the checks have been good. I think the striker has been brilliant. He's had a good season with Leverkusen. Uh, he's on a little bit of a high, you know. Scored uh, obviously twice against twice against us and a penalty and caused Croatia problems. Uh, gave Lovren a real tough time on Monday, so um, I, I, I'm leaning towards a draw tomorrow. I just think England's like you say, John. I just think they're predictable. Very predictable. I saw a stat during the Belgium game. I don't know if you saw it there. They were the second or third most um, shots in target team in the tournament. I think the only team below them was possibly Finland, and I don't know who else it was. Um, but that tells that tells you a big, big story. That's England team. Ultimately, um, ultimately they've scored one goal. Yeah, they've scored one more what goal. We, what do we think about Harry Kane? Is he carrying an injury? Is a a loss of form? What do we think, Robin? I think uh, I'm not not sure about an injury. I just don't think the balance is right for him. If you look when he plays with Spurs, and especially when he plays with Son. If he comes short, Son's off and behind. Mm-hmm. But Foden and Sterling just constantly want the ball in their feet. They're not either willing or they're not either willing to run in behind or they're not being coached in this in this England system to run in behind for me. And that becomes a big problem when, you know, as we we'll sit deeper and say, well, do you know what? Come and break us down. And that for me is where Agrelish comes in because he has the ability to unlock a deep defense because he's, you know. He is that tricky player that can go in and round about. I think Foden and Sterling are desperate for little one-twos because Grealish will just stand the man up and try and beat him. And I think that's what they like. Definitely. Yeah. What do we think of that? What do we think of Czech Republic, John? Have they, have they maybe been a classic example of a big result in the first games, gave, put them in a perfect position? I, mean, I think as soon as the game finished, the Scotland-Czech game finished, I'm as critical as anyone. What, what team I support and I didn't even think Scotland played that bad I've saw us play a lot lot worse and probably get result, probably got a result I think just we were actually coming into the game after the when it, just after half time we kind of we had this kind of wee spell straight away after half time we were starting to come into the game and as Steve Clark says listen I think you've got to look at Marshall with the goal he should never be where he is but as Clark says when Henry hits that shot that could deflect into Rosehead uh, in the stand. It could go for a throw in, it could go for a bike kick. I think it was just that wee bit of luck that just kind of killed us at the end. But I think if Scotland had equalised against the Czechs, I, I, I genuinely thought we might have been going on and winning it. Um, but I don't. I, I think England will have too much for the Czechs tomorrow. Um, I think the changes that will come in, it will freshen things up. Puts pressure on the players again that maybe haven't been performing. You might see Sterling again drop out tomorrow. Um, I wouldn't be surprised to see Sancho and Grealish coming in. 
Um, that could maybe be just a wee kind of curveball with the whole press thing with Sancho. He might come into the team. Um, I think England's main worry is when they come up against a big side. They're too central, central defensive pairing isn't the answer for me. I think Mings is very, very rash. He wants to come in, he wants to come and win balls at times, 30, 40 yards for goal. And I think if he comes up against Lukaku, who Lukaku's starting to play a lot deeper than what he used to at times, like say Benzema, France, um, and probably for Italy, these players could run that English defence ragged. Um but I, it will be interesting tomorrow. I think if if we if we stand a chance, we've got to score the first goal. Um, I can't see there being many goals in it. If Croatia score the first goal, I don't think we're capable, even with the players that we've got to bring on. I think if if we were to go behind tomorrow, I think you would maybe see the the usual substitutions. Um, I think you'd probably see Fraser coming on wide left. He'd maybe throw Forrest on wide right. But why not? Maybe try something different. If you are chasing the game, the more and bring Patterson on, maybe sacrifice a Dono and change the shape up a wee bit. Um, because easy substitutions for us would be take a striker off, bring somebody on, and try and kind of flood the midfield. But keep the two boys on up top, maybe throw Patterson on and let them deliver balls. But it'll be interesting to see, mate. I'm looking forward to it. I just I hope they put on a performance, and as I say, don't come off with any regrets. I think a, I think a three-five-two can be. 3-5-2 can be difficult if you're chasing the game because you're already two through the middle. So do you, do you go to four at the back and go two wide men and one through the middle? Or, you know, it might... That's the thing, going behind in a 3-5-2 if you're then chasing it in the last 10 or 15 minutes. It can be difficult rather than just change a striker. So it could be something like that. It could be a curveball of just throwing someone like a Patterson in high up on the right and just say, do you know what? Just go and cheat and... and stay high up and see what the, the Croats have got because ultimately the Croats are in the same position as us. They also need to win. So a draw is no good for either of us. So I think there, you know, there will be, hopefully that just gives us that impetus to get the first goal. And then I think we're good enough and well organised enough to see a lead out tomorrow. Definitely. Final predictions for the Czech Republic England game. John, what have we got? 3-0. 3-0 England. Robin, what have we got? I think Kane might just get that couple of goals, mate. Maybe get him off the mark. Robert, what have we got? I think if uh, a similar team to England plays on Friday, I can see a draw. Uh, if they make changes and bring Grealish in and really have a bit more of a goal, I can't see England turn, but gut feeling at the moment as a score draw uh, tomorrow for that game. I'm going to go weird now. I think it could be a, I'm going to go 1-1, but it's going to be an interesting night. Scotland will obviously play at 8 o'clock. SM Media will be doing a live show at 10, hopefully, after the game, regardless of the result. But I want to thank both panellists for being on tonight. John, pleasure as always. Thank you very much, mate. Robert, thanks very much for your first appearance. It's been an absolute pleasure. Cheers. Thanks for having us on, guys. Brilliant. Thanks very much for watching, everyone. Follow us on social media and subscribe to our YouTube channel and podcast channels. Thanks very much, everyone. We'll see you soon. Cheers.